Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. 
Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good Anybody question. Sean's question here? I think he's a developmental guard for the Ravens. That's my opinion. And I, I say developmental tackle, so I'm on the other side of that one. But developmental something. We, we, we need to see more. <laughs> I hope hopefully this training camp does him a, a lot of good. I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, not everybody is a quick learner can pick it up the speed of the game, even OTAs, you know, just to see the guys flying around going against the Ravens defense, which is uh, complex. Maybe that'll really help Tyree. So he's, he's got the physical skills, but just look like things moved too fast for him last year. I agree. It did not seem that he was physically overwhelmed. It just seemed like, mentally he wasn't there and it created huge breakdowns and big moments because of that. So it, mm-hmm. I think that made it look worse potentially than it was, but if they, those continue, then he's, he's unplayable. I mean, that, I, I think, that, I think he needs a lot of technique work too. And and that can come with kind of the, the OTAs training camp. Um, I don't know how much the Ravens are going to have in terms of in-person OTA. So maybe we'll miss out a little bit on that, but I think there's definitely some, some need there for him to improve. Um, mostly with it, with his with his upper body kind of technique, with his hands. Um, he has length, but he doesn't use it well. Yeah, his his uh, Ravens have got the best coaches, and and Dallas Sanders is a wonderful footwork teacher in particular. If you look at the at the footwork they've gotten out of center, I think he does a real good job with pulls. Uh, that may be someplace where he has to pick it up in the off season with some position specific coaching. We've seen him post some workout videos this off season, haven't we? On Twitter, is that Tyree? Yeah, yeah, Tyree uh, has. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's been working working hard. Yeah, I've seen a couple uh, videos of him. So, oh, there's a good one for us. Very good one. So yes, linebacker, <laughs> Jimmy Davis of Kentucky, taken at number 19 by the by the Redskins. Definitely a very positive pick for the Ravens. Surprised they went defense. Where was he on your board, Jason? He's uh, number 48. If you wanted to bring it up. Uh, I'm about to delete it now, so you can see exactly where he at, where he is. But he was the first; he's the first player pick uh, taken that I had as a a solid day two talent. Um, thought he could sneak into the first, but it's beautiful to see it. He's a downhill, uh, could only be a two down linebacker in my opinion, but uh, a very physical player. He's best going just straight downhill. I mean, uh, we don't have the highlights, but I'm sure they're showing it now. He's he's an athlete. He's an athlete. Similar position as JOK, right? No, I would say JOK is a more well-rounded player. All, all around, you know, you could probably play him a couple of more positions. Jameen Davis, I see as just strictly an off-ball linebacker. And you said I worry that he's a two-down player. I guess I'm just surprised that he was taken ahead of JOK. Me too. Me too. I do. He, remind, he reminds me of Kenneth Murray from, from last year, who I thought was kind of the same kind of athletic profile, very kind of linear athlete, can fly downhill, look good um, in terms of like making some splash plays, but you don't want to move him. So you have to really start wondering what's going on with Darisol, though, at this point. Yeah. If that would some- be that would be such a quintessential Ravens pick, though, where everybody gets scared off the last moment. He's the only guy left that you're, you're you on your board, or he's a first rounder any year, and that's just so quint. I mean, we're still what six picks away, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, he could still go, but you got him and Jenkins still there. 
along with a boatload of, of edge rushers, but that's so quintessential Ravens that you just stay patient. And what did I read in, in Peter King's Monday morning quarterback? He said that when uh, the Ravens traded with the, uh, the chiefs, he said they view the 31st pick more like the 20th pick because year after year after year, somebody who's ranked, you know, maybe eight, nine picks low, like it falls to them. So if Darisol does fall, I mean, that's just quintessential. Everybody gets scared off and the Ravens benefit. This is yeah, interesting because if really helped. Go ahead. Take, a, take a look at the big board a second here for the second, Jason, because let's look at this solely from the Ravens perspective. And who are the players, the seven players now that are going to be drafted still, who if they won in front, we'd be most upset about them losing. And you still end up with the Ravens getting a good player. I, I think, I would be very upset if Darosaw was off the board now. I'd put Barmore in that same category right now, but I'm not even sure he's in my top seven right now. Um, Marshall, I think, represents approximate value for 27, so I wouldn't put him in the group. Jenkins, I'm not 100% sure I'd put him in the group. Uh, Rousseau, I wouldn't put him in the group. Adjulari, I would, so that's three. Bateman, that's four. Uh, Pay was somebody a lot of people thought we'd have to trade up to get. I think I might put him in that group. Uh, Merig probably, uh, would be a guy. Well, I think he represents very good value at, at 27. Uh, trying to think of who else is in this group. I mean, there's, there's probably five to six guys that if any one of them were to drop, I'd be very excited. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I, I see a lot of talent right there on the board. And it didn't take much. It took a Jameen Davis, and mm-hmm. I forget who else I had lower there on the board that, that jumped out uh, below Creed Humphrey there at the 34 spot. Leatherwood, probably. That was Leatherwood, yes. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't take much. Two picks that were out of my range. And, I mean, my goodness. I mean, if you, you could pick any two names out of the top 27 there and, and be really happy if those ended up being – if we didn't trade, if those were our two picks. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and – go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, here's another question. Is there anybody on there, knowing that you've got good value to wait, but is there anybody on there that you'd be willing to trade up right now for just maybe three or four spots? If it's one of the tackles. If it, if, yeah. if Darisol's clear or Jenkins is clear, I put him. I put them priority, even over Barmore at this point, um, just because of the need. You know, if I had to switch it right now, maybe maybe I put Jenkins ahead of Barmore, even though Barmore I think is the better, is the BPA, is the you know oh. so-called BPA. What Jenkins be has been like if we wanted to move up. Sorry, sorry, um, Sarah, Dan, if we wanted to move up like four or five spots, what's the trade value on that? I mean, if it's like a fifth or a sixth, I guess I you know that doesn't bother me. Oh, it's more than that. If we move yeah. up to the twenty-second, we it would take. Um, we take the hundredth pick, so 104 for us, or 96, depending. Um, if we wanted to do something like the 24th pick, it'd be 117. So it's always around, um, even just to the 26th pick, is 175. So uh, even just to move of one spot, would, it's fi- would take- 50 points. Number one, pick number 175, right? Yeah, I don't love that. I mean, with the like you were saying, Ken, when you read off those names off the board, I, I I would I would rather wait. And I think when we're looking at the Giants pick here, and you've got and you've got Minnesota coming up, those are the two spots where I think you might see the tackle come off. So if if Darisol lasts through those two guys, I think the Ravens have a great shot at twenty seven to tackle. Yeah, um, 
if they take tackles there, I think the Ravens are going to have a great shot at a good edge player at 27. I, I, I would wait. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, right now, if I had to, if I had to say pick a player who's good that I still would like to see in the game, I'd pick somebody like Marshall. I'd love to see Marshall come off the board at this point in terms of what additional yeah. value it would give the Ravens. I'd certainly love to see either of those running backs come off or even maybe Farley where the Ravens are less likely to take a chance on a medical at corner. Although somebody's going to get freaking great value on Farley at this point in the draft, right? right. They are. And another two guys, Kadarius, Tony, Rondell Moore, they're mm-hmm. just, they're just, uh, they're, it's just a fit for, um, it's not a great fit for us. Might be a great fit for another team. So I could see Kadarius, Tony or Rondell Moore coming off uh, another, another possibility of a guy coming off before we pick that would help. Uh, yeah, those those the Kadarius, Tony. It's go. off the board. That's just a yes. wonderful pick for the Ravens. Yep. There he is. Yes. Right on time. One one for Jason. One for Jason. <laughs> yeah. you, had, you had him at 31 on your board, so definitely a, a, a positive for starters when number 31 gets taken and you have the 27th and 31st pick, but certainly in the Ravens' position currently, I think it'd be hard to disagree that that's, that's a, good, a good result. Where was he on your big board here? I just took him off. He was at 31, right in between uh, Jason Oway okay. and Trevor Trevor Merrick right there. I had um, no desire for Tony. This makes me so happy. I mean, it feels like edge or tackle or wide receiver. I mean, the Ravens have to be feeling great right now, both about their trade for Brown and the 27th pick. You don't, you don't think they could end up taking two edges here at 27 and 31, do you? Because the career could be available. This is just yeah, crazy. Right two are available. Why not? Go for I, it. I, it's, it's certainly a dearth of talent on the team. You know, they, they get a one-year uh, landing strip with a player like McPhee in place right now. Uh, hell, McPhee might be a good player four years from now. <laughs> <laughs> but if Darishaw, Jenkins, Bateman, Marshall are all off the board and all the other edges are still left, that won't happen. But if they're all still left, I could see the Ravens taking the two guys that they like the best. Yeah, if if they end up with Ojolari and Pay, would anybody be upset about that? Really, it'd be hard to be upset, but I'm sure there are a lot of Lamar supporters out there who, <laughs> who would be screaming for some O line or wide receiver help. But yeah. man, that would be exciting for the defense. I, I mean, we we've had a hard time getting past rush, even when Judon was here, and it would be an exciting day if we if we did do that. But very controversial, I'm sure. I think I they actually, trade back in that instance if, yeah. if that's what it was where they were sitting on. It will, what would be, yeah, what would be, I mean, I am inundated already on Twitter with fans talking about how they don't feel like the Ravens uh, support Lamar, which is silly because <laughs> done it? Yeah. he just paid $100 million for his left tackle. They're saving up for both him and – Mark Andrews, they've drafted the most wide receivers the last three years of any team, or nobody's more than them. They're, they're tied with others. So, um, however, um, it just made me think when, when Breer said that the Ravens were looking to maybe trade up and also trade back in 31, I mean, it would be nice if you got Quiddy Pay at 27. I did not think he'd be there. I didn't think he'd make it really this long. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but if Quiddy Pay's there – then you trade back, and then you can make Ravens fans happy and maybe get Rashad Bateman because I think he's been overvalued by our fan base, mm-hmm. whereas somebody like um, 
you know, you look at these top 50 boards, somebody like, uh, I don't know where you have them, but Daniel Jeremiah has them at 41 right now, Rashad Bateman. So if you trade back and then you're kind of satisfying that, but I'm, I'm surprised there's, there's a lot of great picks. I didn't think was going to be here. So there's lots of good choices. Every year oh. really is the same, isn't it? It's the same. And I'm surprised Mo Ring's still on the board. He, he's, mm-hmm. I think he's the X factor that if they get to 27 and he's still there, uh, if the Ravens like him, um, you know, they, they, they could use our true free safety, you know. You know, we talked about that a little bit in our in our last podcast, Jordan. And I think the safety that safety position has been devalued in a major way in, in the NFL. And I also I also think there's a lot of early safety picks who don't pan out. And there's if you look at the starters across the league right now, it's a lot of mid, late, undrafted players who are the best safeties. And I think you can wait and you find someone who's intelligent and has some athleticism and you can plug them in and not spend an early pick. That's it. I, th- I think Merrick's a very good player, and, he, and and he's a great fit for what the Ravens need. I'm just not sure he's a player that I would put as a first-rounder, um, especially with some of the cornerbacks. I think they're still on the board. I think I'd rather go cornerback, honestly, with, with, with the value of that position. That's just my opinion. I, I think you're. I, I would agree, and certainly Ozzy has shown he can always get that dime safety very easily in the six-round pick. Graduated, starting strong safety, free safety, really can play either one and lead the defense. Elliott was a six-round pick. He, he met the thing. But I think if you're looking for that pure free safety ball hawk, you almost always have to go to the first round or second round to get him. And Mary, I, I think, would fill the bill in the way that Elam did not. Elam was a you know a strong safety, a hitter. Absolutely. He didn't, he didn't make any sense in that sense. And Ed Reed, of course, did. And, yeah, even just – just thinking about where the the Colts are going to go with this pick, it's I think they seem like the spot for pay. If if at this point, if they don't take an edge or they don't take pay, I wonder whether he starts to slide. I mean, I think we're starting to get close to the Steelers are coming up. They've been rumored around running back a lot. Um, looking at some of these, who else is up here? I mean, I, the Titans aren't going to take a running back, obviously. Um, the Steelers, maybe. Dara Dara saw to the Colts seems like a fairly reasonable choice. I mean, it was certainly one of the things that was projected as kind of a a, um, a safety net for him at 21. Did so Costanzo retire? Anthony Costanzo, did he retire? Is that? I think that's right. Okay, because. And they also lost the Malik Hooker, didn't they? Oh, their safety, yeah. Yeah. So if they, I mean, if they go pay for Darisol here, either way, I wonder if one of the other guys can fall into a little bit of a slide. Yeah. And then, you know, depending on what the Ravens, what the, their temperature is on Jenkins, you know, I know Ken, you're not as, as hot on him. Gabe has talked about, he, he's one of Gabe's favorite players at tackle. Um, I I, I would say I'm, I'm in the middle on him. I I'm just, I'm a little bit concerned about things I've seen, but I think he'll stick a tackle. That's the good news. And I think he'll stick a tackle in the Ravens system, which is really important. And you've got I still this, want to this idea that you're going to see somebody that somebody else liked a lot sliding to 27. I, I mean, it almost seems impossible now that that's not going to happen. The Steelers could be the wild card. I mean, I think if they they don't take like Etienne or or Harris, then that could that's kind of a pick that we were counting on not being mm-hmm. a competitive spot for the Ravens. How how do we feel as divisional rivals if if the Steelers grab a top running back? For me, I like it. Love it. Love it. 
<laughs> Everybody's like, go, go ahead. Richard Mendenhall. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, I think though having a back like Harris specifically would would kind of force them to change their style, and I kind of like w- their style right now where they don't have any commitment to the running game because it's hard to win like that. I mean, so if they drafted a, uh, a Harris and now all of a sudden they're running Najee 20 times a game, that might not be the best thing for the Ravens, but uh, taking a running back ahead of us, I, I could, you know, can't complain about that. Of course. Yeah. Especially if it means they're not taking one of the edge guys that the Ravens could potentially want. Now, I don't yeah, want to I mean, face any of those see, guys. Yeah, you want to see Newsom probably come off the board here in the next few picks and not be a guy. I mean, that's also an interesting question for the Ravens of whether or not if if the you know one of the top corners does slide, is that something they're going to consider at twenty seven? They're very old at the position, so there are reasons why they do it. Here we go. We're all talking less now because the stakes are are rising. (laughs) Quitty Pay, Michigan. So definitely a guy that the Ravens would have, uh, you know, potentially drafted at 27, certainly off the board. So still still got both tackles. We got uh, edge guys, three of them still pretty good ones. Uh, If you want to count Basham in that group, along with Ojolari and Rousseau. Still got... Barmore. Yeah. And Coromoa, too. Coromoa is a wild card. I mean, if there's anybody that you want to say plays like a Raven, his highlight tape, you don't have to watch a lot of film. Just watch the highlight tape. It's fun. And Ken, he's one of those guys that uh, he comes into the screen when when he's not supposed to be. You, mm-hmm. you watch enough football from the TV angle, and you're like, mm-hmm. where did that guy come from? That's Coromoa. Koromoa, he 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 flashes in the screen. You have to rewind it and, and see where he was before the snap and wonder how he got there. But yeah, of we're the, set up nice. Of the edge rush, of the edge rushers that are left, what's everybody's favorite? I think I think I like Ojulari. Yeah, me too. Me, and yeah, then me, Russo. I agree. I think Ojulari is is the top one of the of those that are left, I would say OA next for me, just because he has that immense upside and he's a really good run defender. Um, I like OA yeah, to slide though. I'd say, I, I, I mean, I would be fine with the Ravens adding him to the team, but he feels like a guy that's going to slide in the draft. Sorry, who did you say? OA? Yeah. Oh, OA, yeah. He's, yeah, there's yeah. some, there, there's some positions that, you know, I like taking traits and aren't overblown by by production like a tight end, but it's like the opposite with edge, you know, because tight ends can like really dominate in the, on the college scene and sometimes that production can be, um, I don't know, I just like look, I look at traits there more, but with edge, it's so hard not to look at productions the and uh, right? yeah, they're, yeah, the Ravens. And so, it, it yeah, um, he, OA was, was, you know, and lots of mocks, but that one scares me big time. I, th- I think I, history is prioritizing guys that have the sacks too, you know? Yeah, so. that's true. Mm-hmm. 
I'd like to see them potentially trade back out of, out of 31 and maybe draft someone like Peyton Turner or Joe Tryon in the second round. Yeah. Mm. I think that would be an ideal combination of, of value and, and upside. Peyton Turner, if they could somehow get him at 94, that'd be Oof. my dream in this draft. That would be my dream. Obviously, they don't have a second round pick, so they have to they'd have to trade down otherwise to get him. I think we're going to end up with a second round pick before this is all over. I really do. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be tempting, but there's just so many guys on the board right now that, I mean, if we trade down into the mid thirties, even there, we're still going to get a great player. I mean, is Farley is Farley or Newsom going to fall here? One of the two of them. I, I mean, I'm guessing Minnesota is going to take a tackle. If I'm looking at that, if let's say Pittsburgh still takes Harris for whatever reason, you're th- you know, Jacksonville and Cleveland in front of them. I guess either of them could take a corner, but mm-hmm. it's possible one or both of them are there when the Ravens pick at 27. So think- anybody believe that Cleveland will not necessarily, is a good chance not to take an edge? Or do you think given that how their, their contract has worked with um, Jadavian Clowney, that they might be in rental mode? I think they're more likely to take edge. Yeah, me too. I think Tennessee might take a corner. Tennessee definitely cornerback. I mean that that they I I can't see it sitting well with Rabel the way his defense was ranked last year and let him down. And if they're going to play grinded out football and play action passes, uh, I have a feeling that Rabel, being an ex linebacker, is really going to want to stack up this defense early in the draft. Now they lost Titans lost Corey Davis and Johnu Smith. Yeah. This offseason, right? So, you know, I think wide receiver could be in play. Yeah. De- definitely. I think the corners if I was if I was looking at this board and kind of looking at who's picking, I think you know, and you were like and someone asked me who who's the position that's going to slide. It feels like corner is going to be that position now. Newsom's an interesting guy. I, I, I didn't have quite the confidence um, in him as a player, medicals aside, as I did for Farley. And when I look at the players that I have ranked above him, it's just the confidence. It's just the confidence. It's a, it's a higher floor for those players with just as good as, of a ceiling, in my opinion, which is why I have Newsom down there at 28, 29, I believe it is. But um, look at the dearth of, 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 uh, of tackles there and Barmore just sitting there at the bottom there at number 17. I mean, my goodness, he sticks out as a, I mean, he could, he could be an all pro at his position. He's just sitting right there. He's, and he's the so far and away the best defensive lineman in this draft. It's, it's crazy to think he might be available at 27, but I think he'd be a good pick. So that's someone the Browns could look at taking too. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't feel as though the interior of their defensive line is as good as the outside. I think they lost Ogan Joby to Cincinnati. And Richardson, didn't Richardson recently leave? They, you, you, you might, yeah, that might is, be a good point. He's off the books. I mean, he, I, I'm on there over the cap site and he's on their dead money. So, yeah, yeah. So they lost, I think, two of their you know, big pieces on the inside. So Barmore does make a lot of sense for Cleveland. Malik Jackson new for them this year. Yeah. Yeah. He's they got him at the agency. 
So let let Tony Richardson go. But they can't. Ex- they, I mean, you wouldn't be expecting anything hugely significant there. You get you can tell how interesting what what could happen and and what we're all looking for based on how little we're, how much we're all watching our TV screens. Yes, <laughs> not talking to each other right now. No, it's it's this is fascinating. Newsom is I'm really looking at again in terms of of my thoughts from the from the cornerback show, and I'm remembering some of the things I really liked about him in, in terms of improvement year over year, and off ball cornerback skills that kind of remind me of Marcus Peters in terms of being able to potentially learn how to break on the football the same way. Uh, he, he would be a, a pretty cool pick at 31. I would not be upset if that's the, if that's the guy they end up with there. He got his hands on a lot of footballs. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't get the interceptions, but the pass deflections were, were very impressive. Right. So it's kind of like doubles off the left field wall at Fenway. Are they going to eventually be lifted into that screen? And I, I, I think if, if the guy learns to break on the football, the hands can come next. Uh, it's not it's not like a Humphrey situation where he's really trying to attack the ball after it's caught. I see it on Twitter. Should I not spoil it? Yeah. Uh, no, the, the Titan selection, don't <laughs> 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 so NFL Network, it comes across. Miami reporters and whatnot are already have that thing out there early. So I think Jacksonville will take a corner. Uh, looking at their roster, I'd be if Farley and, and Newsom are both there. I'd be surprised if they don't take one. The pick is in. It's Caleb Farley of Virginia Tech. So obviously medical questions be damned. Uh, hell of a cornerback. Yeah. Great value. Yeah. He sure I mean, is. I, I think we all had him at – well, maybe not we all, but most people had him as cornerback one headed into the season. Like he just had a phenomenal mm-hmm. 2019 um, – but yeah, not having not having the film and then the injury, that's why I slipped. So as someone that doesn't study nearly the film that you guys all do, um, is Justin Matabuke redundant with Barmore or are they pretty different on the D-line? Um, they can both play in a scheme where you use them both on a passing down. So you don't have a problem there. Otherwise, that, that spot has to be rotational. So while it's not ideal that they would have a lot of overlapping three tech snaps, if you get ahead in a game, I'd love to have both of them in there at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think Barmore is a little bit more position versatile than Metabike is. Mm-hmm. Um, like he can move around. I think you did see him play a little bit like one technique um, there for the for the for Bama um, over the center. But I think that ideally they're both more of a, a three technique interior kind of pass rusher. You can one gap. Um, penetrate. Um, both, I mean, I think they could definitely work together. Don't get me wrong, especially in, in the pass rushing situations. You have both of them on the field. That that's a pretty pretty dynamic interior pass rush. And your your pass rushing situations are a sliding scale, just like your 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 run study showed, Dan. From what is a year ago now, mm-hmm. is that you know you, if you have second and eight as opposed to second and five, that's a big difference in terms of what personnel you might like to have in the field. So it doesn't have to be an entire package change. It could be a, a change in one for one, meaning, uh, sorry, one tech for one tech, where you might want to have Barmore in on a second and eight situation, but you might prefer to have uh, Williams in on a, a second and four or a second and five situation. Okay.
Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. So he'd be able to fill the, you know, the nose tackle one tech spot on a pass heavier down. On a pass heavier down, where you're basically in the nickel either way. Cool. Thanks. So thinking about these tackles, I mean, I looking at it a little clo- more closely, I think Pittsburgh also could be in play for taking a tackle instead mm-hmm. of a running back, for sure. So all three of these next picks could could very likely. Two of the three of them could take Jenkins um, and Darisol. But that would leave the Ravens in prime position from an edge perspective. If you like Morig as the safety, I mean. Barmore, lots of other choices. Back. Yeah, you almost wonder if they trade back at 27 because any of, unless there's a guy they really love in that bunch that, you know, between Bateman and all the edge guys that are there, plus Morig, one of them is definitely going to get to 31. You know, that is one of the questions is in trading 31, maybe somebody really wants that in order to keeping that fifth year option. But it seems like the the team that might trade 37 to us to, to give us the good chance to get the player we want at 37 is also going to be cognizant of the fact that there's a, there's a fairly level playing field over those next seven picks. Takes two for a trade. Yep. Always. It's true. Hey, one, one guy I wanted to ask you guys about, because I know he has a lot of fans here in Baltimore is Creed Humphrey. Who's, who's sitting there. Uh, how would you guys feel if, uh, say, our 31st pick, if we stayed and all things equal, if we use one of these picks on Humphrey? I'll go first. I think it'd be a huge reach. And and it's not that I don't like the guy, but I would have loved him at 58 when the Ravens had that pick. Anybody else? Yeah, I think it's a reach, too. I, I, I wouldn't want them to be taking a center at that spot. They're, they're Knowing what the board is now, you know, maybe if – we, if you were asking this question when the draft started and all of the people that we like had gone in all the positions and spots of the guys that we like Tony and some of these others up to this point, I, I might have felt differently. But given how it's fallen at this point, I, I'd be disappointed. How about Landon Dickerson versus Humphrey? Who would you rather have? I'm if more he, of a Dickerson guy. Yeah, if he's healthy, it's Dickerson, but who, you know, that's a huge risk. I'm more uncomfortable with the medical risks this year, knowing that teams are pretty frustrated with getting, you know, their hands actually on these prospects. So, I mean, I don't know what information the Ravens have on Dickerson, but I agree if he's healthy, I'd put him above Humphrey, but Humphrey's a big upgrade also at the center position and uh, probably isn't going to get Lamar concussed. So, 
Right. <laughs> if, yeah. And if you get Humphrey, you don't have to move Bozeman. So if you if you get a guard, you have to move Bozeman, and that carries its own set of risks. Yeah. It's true. But usually speaking on my board, when you get to about that part, you want to get a guy 10, 15 slots lower than where you have him on your board because obviously the needs of other teams are different and they're going to take quarterbacks, running backs. So if I have Humphrey, you know, listed 33rd on my board, that's a guy I'm comfortable taking around 45. You know, I, I would think that that would be where he'd be standing out there alone on my board. Um, just for me personally. Okay. The Vikings are in at 23. Boy, it's starting to get exciting. Only four picks in front of the Ravens here. So who are we hoping the Vikings take here? JOK. How about Eichenberg? Yeah, OA. That'd be great. <laughs> they definitely don't need a, a running back, at least for this year. They still have Cook and yeah. Madison. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they went interior O line here. I know it's something that they they have some need at, and that could be that could be a uh, you know pushing the tackle a little bit further down the board for the Ravens. Or they could be pushing a tackle inside, like Jenkins, it's or true. like Cosme or somebody. If they're able, if they like Darisol and they're able to get him here, the Vikings have to. The front office would have to be over the moon for the haul that they got back from the Jets to get a guy that mm -hmm. some people had mocked to or not even being picked or already being picked by the time they get to choose and they get him here. That'd be, that'd be great for them. Darisol. Yeah. Okay. Vikings okay. ranked, uh, is it in Vikings ranked 28th in sacks last season? So maybe they'll go for a pass rusher allowed? here. Oh no. The Vikings just took Christian Darisol. They took the tackle. Dang it. Yeah. That's bad news. That's too bad. So now it's Jenkins or bust for, for the Ravens at tackle <laughs> J Jenkins or wait, let's put it that way. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, they've got other guys they can get later in this draft developmental guys and they can't afford to wait a year. So. So is it, is it the Steelers next? It is. Yup. 24. Yep. So we're three picks away. We got three, three guys. I'm going to be disgusted. If they take Jenkins, okay. <laughs> I was already, I was already in love with Jenkins, and I wanted him. If I swear in my life, if they put put pick Jenkins, I'm gonna be so ticked off. Najee yeah. Harris, come on, come on, Steelers. <laughs> I just, I feel like you're asking for a Yo Levin as you say it. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's about a one in eighteen chance here. Uh, they knew who the Ravens need. I mean, obviously, the Ravens have so many needs; they can't cover all of them with this pick, but. Jenkins would really close the door in a big way on a, on a big knee. And he's just an aggressive an aggressive player to have at the point of attack on a right-handed scheme. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. would just, I would just love to have him leading the way on that right side. He's he reminds me of Marshall Yonder or Jensen or somebody like that. It just enjoys the contact of the game. So I'm gonna uh, hope that side didn't mean anything, Sarah. No, I'm just, I'm just, thinking it through my head i'm putting the worst possible scenario in my mind tell me your daughter did something they, bad there tell me no. something else happened. <laughs> i mean it makes sense for them too right so they're the worst rushing team offensive rushing team last year 
And here's Jenkins. We're all talking about what good of a run blocker he is, plays the whistle. Mm-hmm. There's a bully out there. I mean, it makes a ton of sense for them. Oh, I hate them. Fierce <laughs> <laughs> rivalry. And the Ravens I'm nervous. Have a nice set of guys to choose from here, though, even if Jenkins is off the board. I mean, Jacksonville's probably going to take somebody in the secondary. I think they'll probably take a corner or a safety. So that's either Morig or Newsom. Yep. Cleveland might take the corner if Jacksonville takes the safety, but then all the edge guys are on the board. And if Pittsburgh takes Najee Harris here, I mean, that leaves Jenkins, Barmore, and all the edge guys for the Ravens leading into that pick. And Mo, or, or not Mo, I, I allotted him to someone else, but it's a really yeah, nice both position. Wide receivers, well, Bateman and right. uh, um, Terrace, right? Yeah, Terrace yeah, Marshall. Marshall. I'm going to be. I'm going to just say this right now. I'm going to be real upset if the Ravens take a, a wide receiver at either 27 or 31. Don't trade back and get a wide receiver somewhere in the middle of the second round. I would agree. I'm not on first round wide receiver team. So. <laughs> and you can go far enough back. I think in the second, it's not needing to be one of those like you were saying earlier, Ken. Like doesn't have to be 35 or 37 at that mm-hmm. point. Whereas for like one of the edge guys, it's going to have to be. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So yes, Najee <laughs> Harris goes to the Steelers. Yes! Thank you. I'm not trying to hold my there. back. Yes. Yes. They didn't even, they didn't even wait. That is a. We better hope we're right about that. <laughs> or okay, this but, exact but thing not, could become a meme in Pittsburgh. I'm not out of the woods yet because Jacksonville. I know that they tagged Cam Robinson. Right. But again, that's just a tag. If they don't feel like they can do a long-term deal, they could also get Jenkins. There's, and either either develop him or I mean keep Cam for just one year on the tag or try to trade him or whatever. So I'm not out of out of the woods yet. As you can tell, I want Jenkins. <laughs> right. And, and even either if way. even if you thought that they wouldn't take him, there's still a chance they trade the pick. So the next two picks, yeah. and if you were around for the 2007 draft, my, the party at my house was ruined, and and by me, unfortunately, <laughs> when, when the 49ers jumped up to number 28 and took Joe Staley, who would have been our left tackle yeah. for a decade, and, yeah. and we ended up with Ben Grubbs. And I, I, I had a tantrum. And then we had some guests <laughs> over, and they all had to leave for whatever reason. Probably unrelated. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm feeling, unrelated, I'm, sure. I'm feeling like Sarah right now. I really, I really want Tevin Jenkins. I'm going to be disappointed at this point. Dan, what would we have to do to get up here a couple of spots? Oh, yeah. Look. So to go from the 27th to the 26th, or what are we at, the 25th now? Yeah, jump Cleveland, right? So it would be 132, which what do we got? We have 131. That would probably do it. Um, if we, you know, if, if Jacksonville doesn't do it and we're just afraid of one spot, you know, that's uh, 175. But then Cleveland would have to trade it to us. So I doubt they'll do that. Right, right, that's probably fair. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take much. Um, you know, it it takes uh, one of the fourth round picks. So mm-hmm. if we need to jump up two spots, see, I'm glad I, I'm not a GM. Yeah, there's too much value in the pick to give up other value to move up here. I mean, if Jenkins, if the Jaguars for whatever reason take Jenkins, then Morig or Newsom is going to be already on the board here for our pick. Plus all the wide receivers. Plus all the edge guys minus pay. I well, mean, hey, hey that Armor makes and all that. that yep. 
that makes Barkley. them likely that makes them likely to want to trade though. If you look at it, you can look at it that way too. They yeah. could trade back two spots and still get their guy. But but yeah, Jenkins just seems like too good of a fit. So I I'm gonna sit here and say we're not gonna get him just because I want yep. him. <laughs> the tough, I want him. He'll be on the board and the Ravens will pass. That's what's going uh, on. Okay, okay. That happened a couple times, I feel like last year, where the Ravens there were there were some guys that I wanted and the Ravens just refused to take them. Like with Derwin James into the <laughs> James, yeah, he'd be on the list. I'm I'm trying to remember who it was last year. Now let me let me pull up the draft, see if I can. The most upset I got was Tyus Bowser taking him over Camara and Cooper Cup, and probably three or three other guys that I really wanted. And I had Bowser way down there on the way out of the picture, small school guy. And I remember just I was up at the whiteboard, which I'm not updating today because I have the other board. But I just dropped I just dropped the uh, the dry erase marker. Bowser Houston, right? Yes. So, so small. I wouldn't call it a small school, but that's okay. Small smaller school. I mean, yeah, not a power five. It, this and and Gabe probably can vouch for my love of Claypool before the Steelers drafted him last year. But mm-hmm. he was a guy I would have drafted when the Ravens traded back in the second, and I was. Mm-hmm. Not thrilled. I thought he was a really good fit for our offense. Yeah, I mean, I think he would have been a really good fit too. I mean, it, 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 like hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Obviously, Claypool would have been a great pick much earlier in the draft. So, um, okay, let's hear it from from Twitter right now. I want to see these picks come across the screen right now. Who do you think the Ravens will be picking at twenty seven? Toss it out there right now for us. Can you throw up that big board so we can see who's out there? I don't know. Can we see Twitter and the big board? It's pretty fancy. I'm sorry. I'm I not, said Twitter. I'm not, I answering that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not answering that question because I don't want to jinx it. So, Well, I will I, say Russo. I'll say Russo. That's the guy you want? No, no. It, I thought the question was, who do you think we're going to pick? Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I want Tevin Jenkins. I think it's going to end up being Russo. Okay. Okay, yeah, these are good. Far more Jenkins. I, I like both of them. I mean. Jenkins or Bateman, okay. I, I could see Barmore for sure. Trade yeah. back at 27, pick Jenkins at 31. Boy, that guy's really betting on the come. Thank you, Jimmy. I hope that works out for us. Merrick, okay, I can live with that. No Terrace Marshall. I'm surprised no no fans there. No wide receiver fans. Well, I saw Bateman come through on one of them. Man, it is crazy how much people want Morig. Yeah. Merrick is is the ball hawk, and we got one guy who likes Barmore. That's good. I'm glad to see that. All right, Sean. All right, Sean. Yes, we do. Train 9632 W. I think Newsom. Are you guys buying into the the Marshall stuff? I I actually was listening. Wasn't it um, Daniel Jeremiah who first put it on the radar that there was injury flags? Was it him? I don't know. Remembers? He sure looked good on his pro day. I mean, yeah. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah said that, but I was listening to Move the Sticks today, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm not putting much stock into the injury." Flag for, for, and I was like, wait, aren't you the one that put it out there? I need to go back and look. I could be wrong. Yeah, we shouldn't use this power. This is great. Everybody's chiming in with their uh, their thing. 
After the Ravens pick, we can get back to something important like favorite Simpsons quote that that is appropriate to this situation. I I love the spot the Ravens are in right now. I know I know there's a lot of tension over who it is that we're actually going to pick at 27, but there are plenty of guys to fill in, plenty of spots on this roster, both short and long term. Um, Takasa's got to be over the moon right now about how this board has played its way out. I, I think it's a good board and, and it, Travis Etienne would make it beautiful right now, or Travis Etienne anywhere before 31 would make it beautiful yeah. right now. I mean, is that something that not the saints aren't going to the Packers? No, nah, I mean, that seems pretty unlikely. Maybe the bills. Bills have been linked to Etienne. What about Jacksonville? Well, they have James Robinson. He's pretty good, right? They, they need, they have so many other needs in Jacksonville to take a running back would surprise me. I remember one of the commercials for the 2003 draft. They said, "What does your team need?" And they had, they had Derek Carr, who just been sacked. Derek Carr, that's not right. It's the other Carr, his brother. He'd been sacked <laughs> 72 times that previous year, and they had a center, him, and a one running back and one wide receiver. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Okay, you, buddy? Come up yet? Oh, the tension. Yeah. <laughs> I can refresh, I can, like, refresh. I can just like feel especially for, for for Gabe and Sarah and Jason. Like <laughs> I can I can just feel it coming through the screen. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm My, looking at the players, but and there's a lot of absolute like guys you would call dogs that are available too. There aren't a lot of uh, pretty boy type players. There's a lot of physical Raven mentality guys right there sitting there at the board, wide receiver and all. I love that. Travis Etienne is off the board. Oh my there goodness. you go what? at number twenty-five. Dan called it. <laughs> you, you you already had it earlier, Dan, or did you? No, I didn't have it earlier. Oh, okay, Dan's Very cheating. Cheater, cheater, <laughs> Dan. He's always yeah, suspected. Right. Any anybody who who got it right. Now look at look at look at our YouTube viewers going going crazy here. I mean, two running backs right before the Ravens. Could you? <laughs> I mean, they're still the Browns, but could you like draw well, it up like, any better? Cleveland is kind of like a, Jordan Brooks last year being drafted ahead of ahead Gordon, of Queen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gabe called that one. Gabe oh, yeah, called Jordan Brooks because that's a long not, shot. Not the night not, of. I, not the I, night I thought of, he was he someone called, who would go higher he, than people thought. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, I, I think Cleveland's going to go Newsom here. But, I mean, either way, there's going to be a secondary player if the Ravens decide they want to go that direction on the board, no matter what. If I was Cleveland, I'd probably take Russo here. I think you have a monster, monster edge combo there. You don't know what you can get with Clowney, and he's just a one-year rental, really. You put put Russo next to uh, why is why is my brain slipping? Um, Garrett, yeah, yeah, Miles Garrett. Those two. So how how's everybody gonna feel when the Ravens trade back from (laughs) twenty-seven? No. As expected. <laughs> My guess is they go Barmore here. Like you guys were talking about, D-line help. I could see that for sure. I mean, the Ravens need to get younger. Need to get younger on the defensive line. Ken could, couldn't handle it anymore, huh? Oh, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. So, JOK, what, what happened with that, guys? I got nothing on I don't know of anything about him other than he's got a cool name. So. Do you guys know about him at all? Um, you know, I thought he I thought he was kind of like a fringe first round guy 
he's he's fits that you know modern linebacker role you know very good in coverage very athletic speed um i I think maybe when uh when when jamin davis went ahead of him that was not a good sign for him and his prospects on on day on day one draft yeah going he's more he's more sam than true edge right well, I mean, he's I off the he's ball. Inside, right? oh, yeah, he's, he's inside. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I feel like I. Um, this is crazy. The Ravens are like on deck, and we lost two people. This is like so anticlimactic. What's no, going on I'll here? Handle it. The pick is in, folks. I don't know who it is yet, but it says <laughs> the pick, pick is in. It, it is in. Hmm. I, that's what ESPN tells me. I don't know. Everybody I'm wanted like, to get their bio break in right before <laughs> the Raiders pick. That was the yeah. that was the issue here. There's a 20 minute commitment on the other side of this, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I asked right when you stood up, Ken. I said, I said, uh, so how upset are you going to be when the Ravens trade back from 27? Oh, very. I think they better address a need right here. I'd be. I I, I don't think it'll happen because I don't think there's another trading partner who's that excited right. in the spot. But. Uh, but I'd be pretty upset if they if they did trade back. Who did you want at twenty seven, Ken? Uh, you know, right now, you know, I I still want Jenkins over Barmore over Merrig, um, and that might be the exact order uh, I would go. Uh, I think they'll get the edge rusher they want at thirty one, and I think those are the three guys they really need to decide on at twenty seven. Uh, and I, I really wouldn't be upset with any of them at this point. I, I no wouldn't Bateman, be upset with no. any of them. You're not I, interested in Bateman? I don't want a wide receiver here. Okay, we've got a lot of Jenkins train going on. Some of you are voting <laughs> twice. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> I, I wouldn't hate Barmore for the Ravens. I think I think him, if you get him and Jenkins in, in the first round, that's, that's almost slam. as good as you can get. I, I'm almost like like the defensive tackle more than an edge, just based on the value of of what Barmore brings and the other defensive tackles in this class. Versus, I think you can get some day two edge guys who are pretty comparable to the guys that are still there right now. Come on! All right, Sam, here comes the Browns pick. Who who are we hoping the Browns pick? ESPN has JOK or Elijah Moore. I'd be okay with either of those guys. Yeah, you're Definitely. right. I would be too. Newsom, maybe just to. As a, I don't want to see. I, I prefer the Ravens not take a corner, so just get him <laughs> off the board. I'd like to see them take a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Please, not Jenkins. I'd they be don't. surprised. If I'd be very Jenkins. surprised if they went offensive line. They kept the pick. That should be a good thing, right? I think so. Yeah. I wonder if somebody's there's if they don't take Barmore, if there becomes more interest because of the lack of depth at defensive line. Someone trade up. It could be yeah. a trade up partner. He's the only guy I can. Maybe the cornerback too. Or Morig. Yeah. Got to get one of those singular players for a trade up partner. This is true excitement, guys. <laughs> My goodness. Come on. Heart's about... pounding right now. Mm-hmm. 
Morning, young lady. Yeah. <laughs> Announce the pick. Greg Newsome, cornerback. All right. So the Ravens have uh, quite a wow. feast in front of them for the next five picks. I think it's a good pick for the Browns. Yeah, I do too. I think it's. I think they needed the help of corner. All right, I'm. I'm gonna be. I'm. I won't be upset if it's any of the three of them. If it's Jenkins, Barmore, or Merrig, I'm okay with any of those three. I would like to wait for the 31 for the edge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys there's still plenty through, of edge there, so that makes the. Mm-hmm. It's the smarter wait. Okay. Anybody? Who else is ready? Who's who are your who are the three picks that you wouldn't be unhappy with? Are they are there any number of picks you wouldn't be unhappy? Who's ready? I'm ready. It's it's the top three guys on my board. If we take Barmore, I completely understand. I love Terrace Marshall for his fit in this offense, his ability to be inside outside. I think him and Lamar would absolutely uh, produce over the middle. And then of course, my number one guy I'd have to say at this point is Tevin Jenkins. He's he's who I want. All right. How about you, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's Barmore, Ojal- or not Ojalari, sorry, Barmore, Jenkins, or Morig. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just too many edge guys here. And unless there's one the Ravens really love, then, you know, in that case, take take that guy if he's a guy that you felt like he slipped. Let's go to Dan. I'd, I'd be a little upset if they didn't take Jenkins. I think Barmore and Morig, oh, they if they take them, they're good players, but they have too many needs that, and they lost the second round pick. That I think it it's just uh, too many holes. So I'd like them to fill one now. Okay, Gabe. For me, it's it's um, Jenkins and then, and then Barmore, and then I would say uh, Bateman. I, I really like Bateman at wide receiver, and I think he's someone who's a really good route runner, and I think that's something the Ravens could use. You like him, Bateman, better enough than Marshall that you wouldn't want to risk going to 31 on, on the backup guy? I mean, I would prefer either of them at 31 than at 27. I'd prefer Bateman over Marshall slightly, but I think they're both good options. Okay. All right, Sarah, how about you? I mean, I didn't think somebody like Barman would fall. So I think value wise, I have to say that, um, you know, I'm Jenkins right now. I'm on the Jenkins train for that at 31. I, ugh. maybe it's cause I feel like the Ravens can get value at red, red, rusher. Still, I'd be happy with Bateman or Marshall. Okay. Commercial. All right. I don't know if you guys saw that clip where they showed Slater being drafted and Slater's a big guy, but his dad was standing next to him and looked a solid four and a half inches or more taller than him. And I don't know if he was standing on something, but those two guys were massive standing next to each other. Ken, you're the arm length police. Somebody just asked about <laughs> somebody just asked about arm length on Jenkins. I think he was asking on Jenkins. So you missed it. It's been kind of a running joke all night. Is that is that every time I say arm length or mention arm length during the show, you have to drink. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I think Jenkins at 33 and a half. Uh, I think the Twitter rumor was that he was 32 in inch, and it was started by unreliably on Twitter. And they never really got a measurement at that. And that 33 and a half is closer to the truth. 
we've got a discounted arm length here with a lot of T-Rexes and it makes 33 and a half is no longer just the Mendoza line. It's slightly above it for, for 2021. So, um, in. In. yeah. With the commercial yeah. though, everybody hold. <laughs> no, if you know, no comments, please. <clears throat> the Ravens always get commercials on their picks. Seriously. Don't they? Does it seem like it's the every single year? Nope. I'm allowing myself to be surprised. I'm not looking at Twitter for this. Yep. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.